This episode of the Mountaineer Media Podcast is sponsored by Mr. B, the only potato chip made in the great state of West Virginia. Check out their products in your local grocery store or online at mrb.com. does not always shine in West Virginia, but the people always do. All right, everybody, welcome to the 100th episode of Mountaineer Media Podcast. CJ, what's up, man? You know what's funny? All right, so this is, it is a kind of a ceremonial right there. This is a, a nice nod to our success and, and continued efforts of bringing uh, support and love to the Mountain State through various conversations, but we have a hundred and five episodes. I did see that that we have posted before. <laughs> now, not all of those are like. How do we fuck that up? What's the deal? <laughs> we, well, what do we I not think, count? Not all of them are interviews with guests, mm. and some of them were like the Grave Diggers of mm. Moundsville, and then we did like a Patreon bonus episode, mm. and then so I think it's been like five episodes like that where they've been like non. Um, a little outside of the usual Mountaineer Media realm. But anyway, that, that, that's all that matters. We're in triple digits now. Triple 100 digits. episodes. This is the one official, this is the 100th episode of the Mountaineer Media Podcast, and that's all that matters. And here oh, we yeah. are. It's like we never change anything. Quite literally. <laughs> we're actually sitting at a table, for those listening on the podcast, um, we're sitting at CJ's table, kitchen table, and I think if you remember way back when we started 2020, we were sitting at Mason's yeah. kitchen table in an apartment yep. that, that's like yep. three apartments ago for yeah. him. Uh, we propped up some stuff, and we're still propping up stuff, sitting at tables, drinking beer, talking about West Virginia. So, Cheers. Brother, cheers. Cheers, yeah. Yep. Speaking of, we're, we're drinking, and uh, I've got these coasters, this Black Locust coaster. It's got pepperoni rolls, so oh, shit, yeah. pick whichever one you'd like. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them have been That's sitting outside. They, they look a little weathered. <laughs> but which one did you pick? Which, take Me Home. The Take Me Home. Yeah, it's a good one. So shout out Black Locust for uh, your coasters. Also, shout out to Mason Jack, who you just mentioned. Mason just got married. They're on their honeymoon. He and uh, his beautiful wife. And so, uh, yeah, congratulations to them because they have been, uh, she has been supportive of him. Obviously, Mason has been a critical piece of the success of Mountaineer Media. And uh, congratulations to those guys. We were at the wedding. We had a great time. Cooper was the best man, made people cry, made people laugh. He gave this awesome speech, told everybody about how Mason slept in the wrong bed and snuck into somebody's apartment by accident and slept in somebody else's bed. That's a story for another time, but you did a great job. Just wanted to get that out there. So Thanks, man. Maybe we should find that speech and I'll play it here. Did somebody record? Somebody had to record Oh, I'm sure like hopefully the wedding videographer recorded that. (laughs) Yeah, somebody uh, definitely did. We can play that speech here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe that's like a little bonus episode. But yeah, yeah. shout out Mace, executive producer. He's currently in Costa Rica right now uh, on his honeymoon uh, here over the 100th episode. But yeah, guys, look, we wanted to get together. No guests, just me and CJ. So we're going to kind of reflect on some stuff, you know, share some updates of all the exciting stuff that we have going on um, and continue, maybe even use this as an opportunity to ask you guys, what do you want to see from us? And what would it be season? Is it season three or year three? It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, I guess we're, we're like in the midst of year two because we we're two and a half years in. Yeah, we're two and a half starting years in season three. Yeah, we'll, we'll start season three, I guess, like in 2023, right? right? Yeah, right. in the beginning of the new year. I think that's what we did for 21 okay. and 22. 
Although our birthday is in, you know, June 20th. Our birthday is West Virginia Day. So, yeah. but yeah, year three, will I guess we could say 2023. So, okay. Yeah. So, so we'll, so I say that to say that we'll use this as an opportunity to ask you guys, what do you enjoy? What do you not enjoy? What would you like us to cover? Different angles, different topics. We damn near probably have covered a lot of topics. Certainly we have not run out of incredible West Virginians to talk to, um, but we feel like we've done a decent job trying to cover as many topics as possible. But I did see maybe a good place to start is I threw a little poll or a little questionnaire if you will, on our Twitter. And I asked, I said, West Virginia needs to blank over the next three to five years to truly thrive. And this is the fill in the blank, mm-hmm. <laughs> old school verb, noun, thing, object. This it's, is it. This Fill in the blank. Yeah. Best thing West Virginia needs to do in the next three to five years. And maybe I'll start with giving my answer because I think it's unfair to be like, oh, like, you know, ask everybody, like, you come up with the answer and we'll just, like, tell you your idea is shitty. Like, that's not what we're trying to do. Like, we, yes, we're facilitators of conversation, but I also we also have ideas based on hundreds of conversations. We can say hundreds now of West Virginians that we have on. It, it's informed us on a lot of the issues that West Virginians face. So my top three, I would say, what I think over the next three to five years is one is getting every single West Virginian access to high-speed internet. I know that's like beating a dead horse. Everybody says it, but you stop and think every facet of life is based around the internet. You're listening to this podcast right now on the internet. Your healthcare, your work, everything is based on the internet. And there's some West Virginians that don't have that. You can see how that in inhibits their life to be able to to log on things, to sign up for things, to go to work, to be remote workers. So that's one high-speed internet I think is an absolute priority. Number two is all the talk of tourism, but I'm going to put a little bit of a twist to the tourism talk, is that I think we have to approach tourism and I've said this before in the podcast, people probably talk tired of uh, me talking about it, but I say empower the local communities to make their own like micro decisions at their level. And what that means is that I don't think there should be like when you hear people say, oh, tourism, tourism, people get afraid like, oh, that means that like it's going to ruin this for me or one person is making a decision or this or that or the other. I think that each town and region should have local leaders, whether that's in government, nonprofit committees, groups that ultimately are able to make decisions about their neck of the woods um, and empowering them to do that and have the have the money flow to them have them responsibility that way we just don't say like yeah you all in the southern part of the state you're just getting this whether you like it or not because it's best for West Virginia like let's hear the voices of southern West Virginia what do the people of Logan County McDowell County you know Mingo County what are what what are their fresh ideas or what are their ideas of what they want to see so that's number two is empowering local decisions around the tourism discussion and number three is create a political environment that it feels welcoming to all life. So, I mean, there's always the debate of people leaving the state, moving the state. Like, I think we have to, like, find a way, both sides of the party, cool the rhetoric, let's celebrate and enjoy each other, encourage new families to move to West Virginia, immigration to West Virginia, people like this state, we can't, we just simply can't afford to be a protective locked up state and be afraid of change when we should be doing the exact opposite. So those are my top three of what I think needs to happen. Um, CJ, not to put you on the spot, but what are maybe some of the feedback from that or what are some of your thoughts on it? Yeah, yeah, I think too. And before I get to rebuttal and your points, I think, uh, you know, we kind of dove right into this too. And it, but I think it goes along with the bigger picture of Mountaineer Media. We are ever evolving and we are trying to promote big inspirational ideas to the people that listen to um, provoke conversation and try and promote change and good change, healthy change for the future. We are the 
the the millennial generation who eventually will be the ones in charge but if we can inspire our generation as we move forward to fall in love with West Virginia and promote these happy healthy big ideas then I think we're doing our job and that's kind of I think one of the bullet points of Mountaineer Media so this conversation isn't just like pick your three favorite things about West Virginia this is what are your dreams what are your goals what are your ideas how can these be implemented into the future how can West Virginia be better in the future or continue to grow so yeah I agree you know, tourism, I do think, does, uh, like, the Department of Tourism at the state level does a great job of promoting come to the state, come to the state, come to the state. And it does a really good job at promoting, like, the, the most well-known landmarks, New River Gorge, you know, parts of the Panhandle, Charleston, Morgantown, you know, and, and so, and, and especially up in the mountains, you know, Davis Thomas, that kind of area, quarter H, which is uh, mm-hmm. something that we can talk about if we kind of get there too. But it's, uh, I think that the Department of Tourism does a great job of saying, hey, come here, come visit. And then it is up to these smaller local towns to really like, okay, people are coming. How can we offer the best experience so people come back, you know? West Virginia at, at the state level, I think, is doing a great job of getting people to come here, new people for the first time, and now it's kind of up to the local towns to say, how can we get these people to come back for a second time? We have to give them the best experience possible. We want to give them, show them the, the best sights and sounds of town and provide the best food and just have fun. And so I think they, they do a great job bringing people in, and I think it's the roles of uh, you know the smaller towns and whatnot to keep people coming back after people have visited and so yeah i think that's my big takeaway from what you were saying totally agree with the internet access and i do think that there is a level of um there has been improvement i i was like in richwood west virginia like a month ago and their like lte speed was off the charts i mean it was like you didn't need wi-fi you just had lte off your phone you know you just could pull up safari it was probably faster than the wi-fi so that is working there are spots in the state where there's limited slow internet and next to no internet access but there are also places where this broadband expansion is working and so you know rich what i use as the example it is it's absolutely encouraging because you can go to deep nicholas county and still have bars and so it, that was that was inspiring and, and very cool so my three points i'll run, run through them quickly i think you have to um continue to find a way to keep the millennial generation gen z or whoever the younger generations are um for the foreseeable future you have to keep them around and it's not just like well the, we can't have the the youth lead like you have to give them a reason to stay so you know, that can be broken down in the bullet points, but I think the big idea is give a reason for people to stay. Um, and then the other point that I'll make is, okay, now you have to bring people in. How can you bring people into West Virginia? And again, there are a variety of thoughts and opinions and, and theories on how to do that, but that is something West Virginia needs to continue to work towards. I think we're up to 1.8 billion people. It was 1.7 forever. I think it's 1.8 now. So like a small sliver of growth. There has been million. some growth. One point. What did I say? Billion. Billion. But the world, the world just crossed <laughs> one point or no eight billion. Yeah, eight people. billion. Yeah, yeah. One point eight million <laughs> in West Virginia. We're not that big, but um, you know. So we've seen between like 2010 and now that we have seen a little bit of growth, 
And then, you know, the 2020 census data, data is starting to roll out, too. And I think that will show that West Virginia is slowly improving, not to the links that we'd want to. But um, and then my final point would just be, you know, you have to find a way to instill the Mountaineer spirit. You want to you want to inspire the people that are here because it's people like us that are already inspired. How can you make sure everybody or as many people feel that Mountaineer inspiration? And so, you know, I, my three points are really all about the people. It's like find a way for the young ones to stay, find a way for new people to come in and build their families, and then whoever is here, give them a reason to feel proud about where they're from. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I think Love all it. six of our points go very hand in hand. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And look, guys, that was a quick Twitter poll that and we just kind of jumped into just a presentation of the questions. Like, what are the things we need to do? Um, but I think that just goes to show is that, hey, look, we're listening. We think, you know, we have all these conversations. We The goal of them is to have a conversation to listen to people. And those are kind of the, the core elements that we've seen over 100 episodes of what people have said yeah. and just experienced yeah, in absolutely. our lives. Like, exactly. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, there were a lot of great comments on that Twitter poll. We we won't take as long to go through each and every yeah. one of them, but there were some good ones. Like somebody mentioned that she didn't want to come back to West Virginia because the roads were so bad. Well, I think that's a poor excuse not to come to West Virginia. <laughs> I don't think the roads are that bad to where your car is falling off a cliff around every single turn. <laughs> there are definitely bad secondary roads in West Virginia, but we've seen major improvement in the roads in West Virginia. I'd honestly go to say that the roads are better now than they have been in decades. And not that it's because of who's in political control or not. I think it just got to the point where there was no way it could get any worse. You know, eventually it had to get better. And I think we are slowly seeing we are on the road to uh, the the thing going on in West Virginia's Roads to Prosperity. It's the project where they're cleaning up all these roads across the state of West Virginia. And so, I, honestly, we're like on this road to prosperity for fixing the roads. And we're seeing major expressways being built, Corridor H. So I, I think that Roads is beginning to be a bad example of why not to come to West Virginia anymore. Well, I think to that point, I think people get not addicted is not the right word but they get used to like when you get used to complaining about something and that's not to diminish a complaint but then i think it just becomes something like oh like you know people bitching about like the weather of something it's just easy it's something to do it's a conversation starter we can all mutually align together and and complain about something but you have to be careful to make sure that if are you complaining about something that is still a, a problem as it was 10 15 20 years ago maybe not like maybe the like even just me saying like the broadband stuff there are like you you can still say it's not um, you know perfect all over the state but you also have to say okay yeah it is improving so just be careful of not falling into that trap west virginians of like complaining about something and not maybe doing a little bit of the homework and digging around oh wait a second we actually are making strides to combat that problem like the roads for example yeah And, and i think what you the point that you brought up just a minute ago about over 100 conversations that we've had we have seen people we we have had 100 conversations whether it's just you and i or we've invited a guest on but Every single time we are talking about something that we have learned or noticed that has been improved, whether it's, uh, you know, a small town that built a dog park in Roncevert, you know, or if it was a beekeeper who's um, developing this this business where she sells honey, but she's also helping veterans, you know, or if it's talking about roads or tourism or just, I mean, anything, the Internet. Like, I think that we have seen that there are so many people around the state working at a local and state level to fix these things. And people take pride in that. And that's why we've been so it's been easy for us to find so many people to talk to. But um, anyway, back to the point, just we have seen improvement. 
we're not getting worse. Things yeah. are getting better. And that is, I think, very obvious to you and I and everybody that's followed along through the Mountaineer Media Podcast and our channels. Things are getting better in West Virginia. So let's just mm-hmm. let's keep going. Don't give up. Legalized marijuana, big one. Yeah, a lot of people said For that. A lot of and people, absolutely. We have had people on here, Johnny McFadden. We've had who just had a birthday. Shout out to Johnny. Happy birthday! Big support of the podcast. Yeah, we, we've had you know we've been down that road. We'd be happy to kind of reengage with that if it makes sense to have somebody come on. Uh, you know, recruit more people to state. That's a big one. Obviously, we kind of addressed that already. Um, you know, tourism, big one. Infrastructure, big one. Opioid crisis kind of goes in hand in hand, possibly with medicinal marijuana, maybe to help combat that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot, a lot of good responses. Um, and you know, if you want to send us, and we say all that, and I always like to challenge people. It's like, don't just be a complainer or something. Send us a or say you all should do this. Well, who can we talk to? Who like? Do you know somebody? Yeah. Do you want to come yep. on the pod and yep. talk yep. about yep. it? Because yep. it's yep. easy to have Twitter fingers. It's easy to say things, and we've always challenged ourselves to not just be you know fall into the trap of just getting like retweets of saying like bad things it's like if we want to have a conversation it should let's have a conversation let's engage then let's see if okay who can act on it and then hopefully that leads to improvement and that leads to a better state so if you're going to say something please recommend somebody who is somehow experienced or an expert on that subject we'll have them on the podcast that might inspire somebody to go actually and take action and improve the state here we go though i i am we have had a uh, on apple podcasts every podcast has a rating right and cooper knows where i'm gonna go with this but we uh like in september we didn't even notice it until just a couple of days ago before we recorded this that Somebody actually gave us a one-star review, but they also left a comment, and I feel like my ego has been damaged because of this. But uh, <laughs> the Gaxki is the author, and his, his subject is too woke, and he spelled too wrong. Just another woke podcast. Every other sentence seems like they are trying to apologize for being white and extra PC. These guys don't even act like they're from West Virginia, maybe Morgantown but are a poor representation of our great state. And I just find like every single line in there, I just want to like poke holes in, in that argument. That's a poor argument. No, we're not apologizing for being white and extra PC. Maybe we are sometimes sensitive to certain topics because a lot of people feel a certain way (laughs) and you don't. Yeah, exactly. We're not here to promote one side or one agenda over the other. We're we're being sensitive to every, because everybody can say, have pros and cons, a list of pros and cons about everything. You can be on either side of the fence about every topic. Improve the roads. I bet you'll find somebody that says, don't improve the roads. (laughs) You know, like we don't want more people coming here. Don't improve. Yeah. I mean, exactly. And that's okay. That's, that's a good one too. We don't want, people to find out about our, you know, small slice of almost heaven. It's like, well, okay, then that a lot of people are hurting. Businesses can't thrive and, you know, towns can't grow. Exactly. And jobs, high paying jobs at that, especially if you have more business, wages are going to go up. So it's like every argument. Yeah, we try and be sensitive to because there are always there's always a group of people that are ultra you know, passionate about the pros or cons of certain topics. And we want to, we're trying to stay neutral for a reason because we want people to come on and talk about this. If we had one side or an agenda, then you're already taking 50% of the other side and just saying, well, we don't even want to talk to you. So anyway, and so anyway, but I, I thought this was a dig, maybe from Morgantown, but are still a poor representation of the great state. Well, you're just wrong. Because we're not from Morgantown. We spent a lot of time in Morgantown. A lot of good times in love Morgantown. Morgantown. <laughs> <laughs> we love Morgantown. But we're not. It's, it doesn't matter if you're from Morgantown or Moorefield 
or Weirton or Welch or Martinsburg or Charleston or Huntington. It, it, we're all West Virginians here, and that's just what it comes down to. So, you know, you know what? It's all good. Maybe we're too woke. Maybe we're not. I don't know. That was one man's opinion, but I thought it was interesting. And so, Gaxkey, if you hear this episode, you got the name drop. But uh, we gave we already gave him too much. Yeah, too we gave him too much time. love. So anyway, um, yeah, we'll change gears, guys, and just some other updates. Uh, we'll talk about the Almost Heaven Classic because. We've been on this evolution with you guys. When we first started, we barely knew how to podcast. We had one mic quit on us. I had to sit on CJ's lap (laughs) to finish the interview. Yeah, you talked about doing an episode at a brown table like this three apartments ago at Mason's Place. And how far we have come is... uh... Still at the table, but we feel like we, we yeah. can still kind of run the podcast yeah. a little bit better. Still, still <laughs> this is a lot smoother table. than the, the battle we had to get Gordon Gee and Emily Calandrelli on. <laughs> we did. And God bless him for giving us a f- wonderful first couple episodes. But yeah. back then, we were just like, yeah, we'll do, do a podcast. But you guys have listening. We, and we know we have some super fans. So shout out to you. You guys know who you are. Hopefully, we've given you your flowers, as they say, uh, in appreciation for the work or the support you've given us. But back then, we were just a podcast. And if you've been a super fan, of us you know the journey that we've been on through just pursuing our creative outlets and whatnot and we've gone from a podcast we've got bloggers now we've got small business partnerships which we'll talk about but another core thing is that we want to convert this digital attention these digital conversations into real life events shake hands with people build relationships yeah. and grow the state so we did the first one was fife street brewing cj we had a blast we had beer i think we had like 70 west virginians come uh the pictures are on mountaineermedia.org you can go find it yourself if you're on there um but that's the first step of evolution into doing live events in our flagship one as i mentioned a couple seconds ago is going to be the almost heaven classic so if you're new to this uh pay attention if you're not uh just bear with me here the almost heaven classic is going to be our flagship event gathering passionate west virginians who want to see the state prosper it's going to be sponsored our presenting sponsor is star usa federal credit union we're all going to gather on june 9th and 10th in canaan valley uh, to celebrate west virginia to network with each other we're gonna have a live on stage podcast with brad smith the president of marshall heavy hors d'oeuvres and west virginia craft beer now you can attend friday I just want, I want business leaders there, community members, passionate West Virginians. You don't even have to be a golfer. Tickets are separate, $40. You purchase them on the website. You can come hang out, bring your whole family. There's going to be alternative activities likely, biking, there's hiking. You're in Canaan Valley, Tucker County. You're real close to Blackwater Falls. It's an amazing region of West Virginia, but you can come to Friday and you don't have to golf. Now, on if you are a golfer, though, on Saturday, the immediate Saturday, the 10th, is going to be, we think, one of the best amateur golf Absolutely. tournaments in West Virginia. CJ, yeah. we're going to have a four-person scramble, $500 per team. That's $125 per person. But you get – we're going to feed you. We have, we're giving away a tailor-made stealth driver, a Scotty Cameron custom West Virginia putter. Of course, you know there's going to be West Virginia craft beer, breakfast, $10,000 hole-in-one prize. It's going to be filmed. We're going to have drones flying around. There's going to be a goddamn eagle or a, a falcon out there on site. We uh, tried for the giraffe, but that didn't happen. We, guys, we were literally <laughs> trying – Calls were made, literal calls were made, and shout out Andrew Mons if you're listening to this uh, on the live events board, and shout out to Logan and Josie for you know also on the board. But Andrew made multiple phone calls to see how possible it would be to secure a live giraffe simply for the shock factor. I'm just, I'm a dramatic person. <laughs> I'm I was just one like, more. you want one more? 
Yeah, go ahead. Um, we simply wanted to just shock people. But look, we want to put on an absolute show to celebrate West Virginia. So go to mountaineermedia.org, lock in your ticket to the Almost Heaven Classic. If you just want to come to Friday, great. You know, network, meet people, build and grow. If you want to come to both, you could, there's an option also to do that. Uh, if you want to golf in it, I'm not going to be golfing. CJ, we're probably going to be riding around, shaking hands, you know, messing around with people, meeting people. But it's going to be an absolute blast, and we hope to see you there on June 9th and 10th. Go to mountaineermedia.org right now. Lock in your ticket. We think over the next couple months we'll sell out before, you know, we hope to be in a position where in the spring we, we all know who's coming and we just get geared up and ready to go up there to Tucker County and have a good-ass time. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. The Yeah, the Almost Seven Classic, riding this episode 100 train, this theme, is just, uh, you know, part of the expansion of the digital communication advocacy group that we want to build. And that's what's important here, too. It's like, it's a great fun time, a networking event, but this is just part of the evolution of what we want to do, too. And so, yeah, we're just going to do it. I think too many times people are like, and maybe even us, too, it's just like, well, why would you do that? Or aren't there risks with that? Like, who's going to come to Canaan Valley? And it's like, well, we're just going to do it because we want to do it. We'll find out. <laughs> and that's just, just like what it comes down to. Yeah, you're right. We'll find out who wants to come. But we're going to do it and have fun. And that's all that matters. So, anyway, the two other things that uh, we not we have a giveaway going on and a discount code. And, again, this is just part of the evolution. You know, the, the, we've had a couple of giveaways and these giveaways are, the last two have been sparked from people just recognizing the Mountaineer Media brand and saying, hey, we want to give you something to give away to right. help you, but also help us. And this latest one, we did a McClumsy's giveaway. So shout out McClumsy's where we gave a water bottle and a hat away. And now we're doing Kane Brown tickets, which is just like uh, exponential Crazy. growth, you know. And so he's coming to Mountain Health Arena in Huntington in 2023. So we have a free two-ticket giveaway. Head over to mountaineermedia.org and just sign up your name and your email, and you're going to be dropped into the uh, the bucket or the hat, and then we're going to randomly select, you know, in 2021, and you might be going to the concert for free, which would be sick. And they found us, Mountain Health Arena, and said, hey, would you guys want to do this? And it was like, perfect. Yeah, let's do it. So we're all about it. And so then another one that we're doing is this Loving Dub V partnership where we provide a 10% discount and for you guys to go to Loving Dub V and buy something from their website for 10% off. And they have potentially the best West Virginia gear in the, the state. I mean, their their logos and their, not the logos, but like their designs on their hats and their shirts and long sleeve shirts are just next to none. I mean, they're they're Crazy. so unique and one of a kind that if you haven't seen them, like you need to stop listening to us and go check them out. And we'll go get the ten percent discount code first. Actually, we should just say because if you're listening to this, you're a super fan of Mountaineer Media. If you're listening to this, because well, I hope no so. Guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. The That's discount true. code exactly. is MM10. Exactly. Yeah. MM10 gets you ten percent off. Um, and if you want to join the newsletter, God bless you. Jump on the newsletter, but MM10. And if you go to the link on our page click goes right there right to their website um that's how you can shop and save 10 percent yeah on all the stuff so christmas is go. coming up cj i'm maybe going to do my gift giving maybe i'll just get some shirts on there for exactly. people um which I, one's that's your a favorite? great idea which one's your favorite because well, i'm wearing right now peace in the mountains hat i know i should be wearing one of my shirts i got a couple i got the charleston shirt it's the capital which, which is, is so sick and then i got the green bank telescope one Ooh, yeah, which is super one. cool too uh my favorite though is it's it's mothman fighting um 
the Braxton County, oh, Braxy, yeah, the Braxton County monster, like, in space. It's like this space battle. It's like all the, it's like the most nerdy aspect of, like, it's like combining this, I, I don't know, I, I, it's just, it's cool. It's like Mothman and Braxy are, like, duking it out in space, it looks like, and it's it's so sick. It's just, it's so unique for anybody that's, like, uh, watching yeah, because we're gonna drop the video too here, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's that one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you you you're not gonna find a better design of those two fighting in space. It's sweet, it's sweet, but they have so many other cool things on there too. But that one is my favorite just because of the you'll never see it anywhere else. And shock factor, you see that and you're like, holy shit, this is cool. Mm-hmm. So that one's my favorite. Shout out Evan. Evan is a great entrepreneur, yeah. Yeah. building, loving W. And they just opened up a storefront in Fairmont. So they too are seeing this evolution of their business and brand. And congrats mm-hmm. to them. And we love being tied to you all. I love this like Led way. Zeppelin. If you go in there, guys, go into lovingwv.com. Use code MM10. You can find this like little, um, look at that like thing. Isn't that like, what? what's the album? Yeah, is yeah, that, yeah. Like, is um, that inspired from like one of the Led Zeppelin? No, it's... Um, Oh God! Side like of moon, Pink, Floyd. Like Pink Floyd, and then yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, Dark Side of the Moon, and then yeah, the light coming through instead of the pyramid or it's the like triangle, the light's coming in and it's reflecting or retracting. What's does light retract or reflect? Uh, I'm gonna say retract. I think it's not retract. It's not. We sound like I sound like such an idiot. But then it's coming. It's going into the state outline and then coming out like that's, the Pink Floyd design neat. on the yeah, al- out on the album cover, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, shout out Evan. Wait, it was cool. It's a very cool. That's a great design. And yeah. you know, when you buy this stuff, guys, this is this is what we talk about. This is why we relentlessly support small businesses because it goes right back into the community. All of our partnerships. It's not like we're partnering with like FedEx, you know, or like Dick Sporting <laughs> Good. We're we're partnering with West Virginia businesses, and that money goes into the community. It helps people. It employs people, and you know, it, it certainly. We hope to give you guys discounts on it, so it should be a triple win-win situation. Yeah. Um, with yeah. our partnerships, that that's neat. So go to yeah, go to lovingw.com and shop that apparel. What else is new, CJ? Cooper, pull up the hour, like anchor or podcasts, and find the list of guests that we've had on here. Got it. Here recently, and because we'll we'll end up doing like a year end recap, or we'll maybe do something cool, um, like dropping in like sound bites and stuff. And like anyway, we can make it cool. Um, but it, let's just quickly like, who were some of your like pick your of the last couple that we've had guests on the Mountaineer Media Podcast. Who are, like, some of your favorite? We just had Huey Mack, Alex Weld, and then Chris Starwalt, Chakini, um, Hoppy Kerchival, uh, Ian Thornton. It, like, who are some of the ones that, um, even before that, too, if necessary, like, that you are just memorable to you that we've had on? Because everybody has, like, a good, unique story. It is, and I don't want to pick favorites because I don't want to... Uh, no, that's not what we're doing, but yeah. just, like, a memorable moment for well, an I mean, episode I or something. make yeah. someone feel like we didn't enjoy the conversation. But, look, I mean, I think... They're all fabulous. Hobby Kirchel was surreal, I would say, to talk to the king of West Virginia radio. Yeah, Hoppy's, Hoppy's awesome. I mean, he's, he yeah. made it so fun, and he was so gracious with his time, and he was asking us questions. I mean, you know, he just probably hopped on and was like, who are these guys? Like, you know, like, you know, I'm getting asked to do a favor, but he couldn't yeah. have been more present and yeah. engaging and storytelling. And, I mean, there's a reason why he's the king of West Virginia radio. So that was neat. 
you know, Chuck Keeney was awesome. I've been following him on Twitter. I like reading history. And, you know, I know Mason's uh, written a couple blogs. Have you guys seen Mason likes to do the historical deep dive? That was awesome. Talking about uh, the Battle of Blair Mountain. That was very neat. Um, but Huey Mack, I mean, that was pretty cool, CJ. I mean, he's got the biggest West Virginia, you know, theme song out right now, Dear yeah. West Virginia, with his new album. Yeah. Did it with Brad Paisley, who yep. we've, who's our white whale. We'd like to yep. get him on. I know. Have him reflect on. So if <laughs> is, you know, it, is it bad to ask Huey, could you hook us up? <laughs> like, he, he almost made a comment that made me think about it. And then I was, because I was going to, I was going to ask him. Yeah. I know. But then he was like, he kind of, he was like telling another story about how you just have to tread lightly with like asking people for favors. I was like, well, fuck that. I was going to ask you for yeah. Brad Paisley. Well, that was about living in Los Angeles. Like, don't ask yeah. for favors and say, yes to everything like that's such a conundrum right you can you do everything but you can never ask for anything like that sucks but that's maybe that's just it'll pay you back eventually exactly it's gonna work out eventually but he asked you know brad like well i like the story in there because he said he had a buddy and, and this friend would get the song in front of brad that's the only promise he could make but he couldn't promise anything else and huey was just like no, if Brad hears it, he'll do it. And the buddy's like, I, I don't know. Like, I can get it in front of him, but no guarantees. And he was like, no, 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 no. If he hears it, he'll do it. And yeah. and then he did it. So he was kind of, he was right. And that, again, another, you know, sign of if you're from West Virginia, you love talking about West Virginia. So Yeah, I mean, he was, and look, the West Virginia choir, I thought that was a neat little yeah. tidbit that maybe not everybody picked up on. So like the, yeah, the choir was a part of it. So overall, it was, a, it was an awesome song. I think it captured a lot of feelings that, you know, West Virginians have that I think, I mean, as someone who I don't live full time in the state. So I think it spoke to like a, and a feeling that you get of like wanting to come home. Clearly, I'm very plugged into West Virginia with all that we do here. And, and back in the state, I'm here for literally like a month straight here with my family. Um, but I think it, I think maybe it's just because I fall into that category that I think we can't run the risk of like shaming people for leaving West Virginia. I know, I know it's, I know it's in good nature when people are like, come home and come here and do stuff. But I I think if you got to find your own connection or your own personal journey with West Virginia, however you want to, if, I mean, and you're not even obligated to do that. I mean, no one, you know, do people in like Nebraska feel obligated to like fight for Nebraska? So I, we just have to be careful of not like, creating a situation where we like we shame people for leaving or growing or evolving look life is life you, yeah. you got to do what you got to do you got to move you got family got kids you got to do all these things but i mean but i think i if anything i just want to encourage people to find their own outlet because what a lot of west virginians do have that camaraderie feeling that it is home and they want to act on it maybe they can't be here for whatever circumstance but i would just say to find your own lane to write for mountaineer media some people just like jess she travels the like the country in a van with her husband or fiance or boyfriend Mm -hmm. um and she writes blogs for us that's her little personal contribution to the state and reflect and that's amazing so I just wanted to say that, again, maybe it's because I'm on in that camp of someone who doesn't live here full time that I feel like I have that perspective of that you can be involved in the state, you can support the state, you can, you know, help where everybody like yearns to like help their community where they're from. Yeah, absolutely. It's very like rewarding, absolutely. but just find your way to do it. Yep. And it might be different for everybody. Um, so I think that was almost like Huey Max kind of like love letter, West Virginia. He wanted to almost like pay homage to the state. He doesn't live here full time. He lives in California, but he wanted it's impacted his, his life and he wanted to put a song about it. And, you know, probably at this point, hundreds of thousands of people have resonated with it. So that was, that was a pretty neat episode. Yeah, no, I agree. I'll, I'll tell you the person that, uh, one of the last ones that really, really just, um, kind of blew me 
out of the water was Chris Dyerwald, who's a political pundit and is on News Nation and, and a writer and whatnot now. <clears throat> and Chris just has uh, a phenomenal recollection of West Virginia history. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. He's it's hard to keep pace with. It was very hard to keep pace with, and it's easily one She's of those like, discussions. No, no, no. Where, the Capitol burnt down in the yeah, spring. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, he <laughs> was, was like, like very detail oriented <laughs> kind of guy. Yeah, no, you're right. And he has a new book out. And um, speaking of, let's just quickly plug that since we're here. But uh, yeah, Chris Darwalt, Wheeling Grown, senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, author of the new book, Broken News Why the Media Rage Machine Divides America and How to Fight Back. Go check it out uh, and listen to the episode with Chris. It's it's phenomenal. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've had some really, really just captivating episodes here recently. Morgan and and Morgan Fallon, obviously, anytime you can tie Anthony Bourdain to anything, you know, and we have, like, now we, we, we have two really good Anthony Bourdain stories. I think the two are uh, Jenna Belcher, who told us about how, and if people have heard this, I'm sorry, but we're quickly going to go over it. The two stories about Anthony Bourdain that connect him to West Virginia in my in my mind are um, one Jenna um, Belcher and Morgan Fallon, the two guests that both worked with Anthony Bourdain. But Jenna told us about how her family housed Anthony when he was here for an episode of Parts Unknown and um, the the lunch pail that he took in the mines that the family never got back. But then uh, before Anthony um, passed. He mailed a new lunch pail to the Belcher family, or, or to Jenna's family, and basically autographed it and said, thanks for everything. And then, you know, unfortunately, what happened happened. And so that was a good story. But then I thought Morgan Fallon's story of how he convinced Anthony to come to West Virginia in the first place was really cool. They're in Antarctica, and Anthony and, and Morgan Fallon are just talking Morgan Fallon in West Virginia uh, native and well he grew up a good portion of his life in West Virginia and, and Morgan was just like hey man I think we should go to West Virginia they're like drinking whiskey in Antarctica and Anthony Bourdain looked at him and goes yeah we should <laughs> and that's it like that was the conversation it was like let's do it and then that was you know then they did the parts unknown special in West Virginia and that season won an Emmy and you know it was just phenomenal it was just two really good stories about Anthony Bourdain and his connection to West Virginia because I think from what we know Anthony Bourdain it, like a lot of places around the world, certainly West Virginia included, Anthony Bourdain had a very special place in his heart mm -hmm. um, for the people of West Virginia in this state. And so that's cool. And to hear those stories from two different sides is just very unique. And that very is crazy cool. to hear, yeah, from both sides. Yeah, like somebody that worked directly with him and somebody that was on the receiving end, right, here in West Virginia. And Jenna Belcher and her family housing Anthony and kind of guiding him around the southern part of the state. And, yeah. you know, Morgan Fallon working side by side. He's kind of the right-hand man of Anthony Bourdain in a way. And, you know, to hear those two stories, it was uh, pretty gives pretty awesome. Gives you goosebumps. Yeah, it really does. It's crazy that Anthony – I like how they said, like, Anthony was able to – quickly pick up on like oh i get it like these the vibe, people are like different right? or like yeah like i get yeah. the vibe and that is it's something to ponder like why do people feel like or you know why is it like something in our culture does like we have to like tap into that like, if we could freaking bottle that and sell that like west oh, virginia would be like we'd be the most you know be so we'd be swimming in money because yeah. whatever that is and every west virginian knows exactly what i'm talking about is that it's just 
we just seem how we just interact with each other in a, a different way when you're out abroad. Oh, that guy's a, I got a weird feeling that guy's from West Virginia. Also, oh, I'm in Parkersburg, you know, Sam. And yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. boom, you're like three people <laughs> deep that you know. Yep. It's just like, I, it's something that we maybe in the moment or day to day we take for granted, but our people, our West Virginia people, are people oriented people. We're in the mountains, we're resourceful, we are resilient. You know, we've gone through centuries as. JFK said, we've known nothing but rain and turmoil for a hundred years, but you know, he doesn't know anybody that loves their state more than West Virginia said that June 20th, 1963, the state centennial. Um, but it's careful. Slow down. Don't hurt yourself. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. So I guess my point is to like lean into that guys. Like, I mean, if you get anything from the podcast is that we want to be helpful, inspiring and, and do it. But listening to two guys yap about West Virginia is great. And we hope to give you a nice commute on your way to work. But, and that means a lot to us and we appreciate that. But I guess what I'm saying is like, use that and then go do it, go apply it because it doesn't mean much if we just talk about it and then don't act on it or you don't live it in your day-to-day life. Like live the West Virginia virtues that West Bush spoke about. And I asked him like, why is it that so many leaders come from West Virginia and do we fit in in a, in a tech-driven AI world? And he said, well, yeah, because you need people to run the systems. Yep. You need people. We, we are increasingly tech and automated and big business and stuff, but but people make up companies, right? Companies don't, don't exist without people. So West Virginians have these attributes that uniquely position us to be leaders and we should you should be proud of that lean into that and your resiliency and your communication skills and then apply that to your life in order to improve your own life of course but then you know hopefully you improve the lives of others as you do that for yourself there you go couldn't have said it better myself for the second time this episode i just have <laughs> a lot of good points today don't played. yeah <laughs> no played. kidding no no but you're right you're it, right there, there is a level of and it kind of goes back to the point that I was trying to make about this mountaineer inspiration, inspiring the next generation and, and giving everybody this ability to, to feel good about coming from West Virginia. I think when you buy into I'm from West Virginia and my West Virginia, I'm going to lean on my West Virginia values to take me to wherever life takes me. I think you will be very surprised at how far that can take you professionally in your love life, whatever it may be. Like when you lean on you're humble, you're not simple-minded, but simple in the fact you don't need these, all of the... the, the Non-materialistic. You're not super materialistic. You don't have to live in a big city to to feel like you're somebody. Or, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and when you lean into that, that is going to take you a lot farther uh, than people expect, I think. And so if people, if everybody can understand that, and people that are listening to this probably already know that, but by chance, somebody new catches this episode, lean into that, and that is going to take you a lot farther in life than you expect. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I got piggybacking off what you said. I think you're exactly right. I got an idea. Is this a game? Not quite. Um, <laughs> Can somebody um, win something? <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me find it. Here. In other news, West Virginia fired Shane Lyons. <laughs> <laughs> and they're looking for a new what's athletic your, director. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, yeah. You were a sports reporter. I used to, I'm a formerly a sports reporter. Yeah, I thought uh, it was coming. And, you know, there's a lot of, I, I don't have my ear to the ground for West Virginia athletics like several others in the state do. Several other reporters, really great reporters for that matter. And I think it was 
the writing on the wall. And there are several reasons, I think, that, you know, why West Virginia did what they did. That's kind of up in question. There are a couple of opinions out there. But I think it, at the end of the day, it was something that was coming. West Virginia football, you know, kind of drives what happens in West Virginia's athletic department. And when the football team's not doing good, you're probably going to see some change. And this is just the beginning of that change. Whether it trickles down to Neil Brown or not, I'm not sure. I would probably say yes. But I think West Virginia at the athletic director position is going to look for somebody that is, you know, Shane Lyons was from Parkersburg. He is a West Virginia guy. I don't think West Virginia University will change that. I think they'll look for another, either a former West Virginia Mountaineer or somebody that's from the state. I don't think they'll change that. I think they'll still look for those values, but they'll look for somebody that might be a little bit more in tune with the NIL stuff that's going on. Maybe that a the little big bit more. I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. I think the NIL stuff, it was a part of it, but I think, you know, Shane Lyons wasn't the salesman that Oliver Luck was. And now you're looking in, in the world of sales in college athletics, I think you they're they're looking for somebody that's a little bit more trendy and with the times and not that Shane Lyons is outdated he fits in several roles but I think unfortunately in that position he was just not as successful as people wanted him to be he wasn't at the end of the day and so the other side to that is if you're going to fire your head football coach you're probably also going to fire your athletic director if they've also been there about the same time because you want your AD to hire the football coach that's kind of the process like do you think now that they they did it in this order They'll hire an AD. But does he want a new quarterback? Or does Great question. New, and that will be the first directive. That'll be the first role Decide for the new athletic the new director. Role. Evaluate the football program. Evaluate Neil Brown and his staff. And decide whether or not you think he is a good fit for the foreseeable future until his contract runs out in 2025. Or do we need to make an immediate shift and, fi- and hire somebody new? Whether those decisions have already been made behind closed doors, because it could be like, you're the new athletic director, whoever that might be, hint, hint, wink, wink, you're going to evaluate the football program and the head football coach, hint, hint, wink, wink. That's a lot of pressure. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, it, it kind of comes down to whether, I don't know what the vibe is in, in the doors of the athletic department is. If Neil Brown is going to be gone or not next year, I don't know. But if the athletic director that comes in he might already be told day one, you're going to get Your rid of Neil Brown. Yeah. Or really evaluate and let us know what you I think. Am. But this new athletic director will come in, do a full evaluation, formal full evaluation, and officially make the decision whether or not to let Neil Brown go or keep him. And so I think that's why they let go of Shane first, because that mm-hmm. will trickle down to football next. Two points. Here's a quick one. Do you think Gordon Gee wears the bow tie in those tense conversations when he, I mean, he let go Shane Lyons. Does he have on the bow tie in those conversations? <laughs> I mean, he has to. That's, or is it like, have you ever seen Gordon like without a bow tie? Right, but it's like Batman versus, you know, like when he's like the other version of Batman, like when he's like the yeah, billion, like not, does he yeah. change outfits? Yeah, like, I don't know. Is Gordon Gee a different person without a bow tie? I just kind of picture him dressed almost like the Godfather part in like <laughs> the first probably, Godfather. Like, does that surprise you wedding. though? <laughs> Gordon Gee is the Godfather right. of West Virginia. <laughs> and I love Gordon. I mean, look, I love Gordon no, Gee. I, I think know. he's, I know. you know, he's a bull. He's like a Teddy Roosevelt of like West Virginia. That's like a good comparison. He needs know. like a little moniker though. Didn't Teddy wear a moniker? 
Guy's got the little glasses. He does have some glasses. He's kind of right. like I could see him like that, with that, the, a single. That is out. He's kind of like fucking. That's dude. pretty good. Yeah, Teddy, that's he's the Teddy Roosevelt. He's kind of like a little controversial. <laughs> kind of like charges his way in, but you know, gets some shit done, and, and, and probably is a very strong. Yeah. I mean, he's very influential on like the Big Twelve board and stuff. Like yeah. he's, I mean, he. Yeah. You know, love him, hate him. You know, I'm sure you can all judge his decisions, but you know, he's one man trying to navigate life just like us. But yeah, it's in, uh, the bow tie. That's a that's a question we'll have to leave. I would say to, yes. He was wears wearing it. the bow tie when that when he told Shane Lyons he was no longer. Employed. If you make it this far in the episode, look, comment. Well, maybe don't comment that. Email <laughs> us what you think. Gordon Gee, yeah, if he wears us. a bow tie. I don't know. Tweet us. I don't care. Um, but speaking of athletic directors, we would be remiss, CJ, not to mention your former friend. And yeah, good friend. I don't want to call him a, maybe his friend, but like um, Mike Hamrick, if I'm yeah, pronouncing his Mike name correctly. Hamrick, yeah, former, former AD at Marshall. Yep. We just had 52nd anniversary yep. of the Marshall plane crash, yep. November 14th. Um, seventy-five people yep. lost their life. The biggest sports tragedy in American U.S. history. history. Mm-hmm. Um, we had episode twenty-two. We had him on to way back. That's I think that's first first year of the podcast. We kind of he lived it and breathed it. He was in. He was a local guy. He can talk about it now. He was he, at the time. He was the athletic director. So that was a, a cool episode for us to do at the time because we wanted. I think it was that was the fiftieth episode. That must have been the fiftieth anniversary because that, that was two years the, ago, right? Like, yeah, I'm trying to think if we did that. And I, I don't think we did it in twenty. That episode aired in twenty one, hmm. right? So I think it was the fifty first anniversary. That okay, that yeah. I think. I think we'd have to I'll scroll, check it, back scroll back real quick, but, but um. You know, that was, I mean, if you don't, obviously, if you don't know, but look no, it was 2020. So that was the 50th anniversary. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It was the 50th anniversary. And, and that was, you know, just 50th anniversary of anything. It's going to be monumental. Mm-hmm. And having Mike on at that time for us was very cool because he was one, the athletic director at Marshall, but also 50th anniversary of, of such a tragedy. You know, 50 years of where Marshall football has gone. They had nothing 50 years ago. And now they're. You know, whatever whatever your hot take is on Marshall football, let it be. But they win seven, eight, nine, ten ball games a year, and they are very consistent. And you just look at what they're doing right now under Christian Spears as the athletic director, and Charles Huff as the head football coach. They just beat Notre Dame, which might be other than winning the national championships that they did in the '90s at the FCS level, and then coming up to FBS and going undefeated and having Chad Pennington, Randy Moss, and Byron Leftwich. And beating Notre Dame was probably the most second most, in my opinion, the second most important victory in that program's history. The first being 1971, they beat Xavier. That was the first win of the young thundering herd when they, after the plane crash, the, the year after the plane crash. Did they go back the right, was it, did they take a season off at no, all? No, no, they played. And that's how, that whole movie, We Are Marshall, is about how, at the time, freshmen couldn't play. But Marshall was not going to be able to have a football team in 71 if they didn't allow freshmen to play. They finally allowed freshmen to play for Marshall, and then the next year everybody could play freshmen. And then Marshall's first game of the year, they lost. Second game of the year, first game at home, they beat Xavier. 1971, Young Thundering Herd beat Xavier. Biggest game, biggest win in program history. That Notre Dame game might be the second biggest win in program history. Unfortunately, Marshall's not having a great season. They're, They're having a very average season right now which includes this win over Notre Dame. And you could definitely make the argument that the years that they won the D2 or the one double a national championships were very important too. But man, that win over Notre Dame just goes to show 52 years later, Marshall football stronger than ever. Yeah. And that's, that's the point. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I mean, if you're, you know, you might just be young, you might not know about that tragedy. Um, of course, the famous Matthew McConaughey movie, We Are Marshall. That, that seriously, okay, another riff about sports movies and We Are Marshall. And there are few movies like We Are Marshall because, I think we've had this discussion before, <clears throat> but We Are Marshall is so good because it never feels like it's childish, in my opinion. Too often sports movies are like high school musical. They might not be singing and dancing, but they're singing and dancing. It's, it's like, too it's too cute and funny and cuddly and fun. It's not No. We are Marshall is is tugs on the the strings of your emotions. Yeah. And that's what sports movies really not every sports movie needs to be about sad to tra- you know from sadness to happiness, but too often sports movies are like high school musical too. They suck. Air Bud. Yeah, Air Bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and no a shame movie, on Air Bud. But it's like, there, there is a small group, there's a small demographic for Air Bud. <laughs> we Are Marshall, everybody can watch, pretty much. So, anyway, We Are Marshall is such a great movie. Yeah, check that out. That's yeah. neat. Actually, fun fact, my neighbor, Dave King, um, he restores old vintage vehicles. Mm-hmm. And during, from the 19, like, 60s and 70s era, and they put out a public notice when they were filming that movie that they needed a ton of cars. So yeah, he, he has yeah. like three of his cars very cool. were featured in the, yeah, like driven by cool. the actors, like featured yeah. in it. Yeah, those Cause are they're like fully perfectly restored yeah. to the era. They want yeah. to be completely accurate. That's cool. Um, which I went to prom in that car. So which year? Uh, I don't remember that. I, I went to prom, um, uh, fucking what year was that? Maybe senior, junior year. I took this like <laughs> this big. I'll have to send you a picture of it. He has this giant car and he drove us up there. And that's yeah, cool. That was I don't neat. remember that. Not oh, that yeah. we went to prom together, but I should have known that. But does every high school do what Capital does, like the drop off with like the cars and you walk in on a red carpet? Is that is that normal for every for most place? Yeah, you oh, have some that. kind of like walk in. Maybe it's not that exact same. Like Capital thing, did that right. That Capital was, did prom right. That was yeah. pretty neat to like walk yeah. in like a movie star and everybody, was. your parents were there watching yeah, and cheering. It was fun. Yeah, and they always had a design or a set, a theme. Yeah, it was fun. We're basically doing pro. We should do like a prom. Is they almost having classic you know, prom? For no, no, no. This is totally different. This is South by Southwest, not prom. You're right. You're right. So. Okay, but um, what when I, before we got derailed in a lot of good topics, I was <laughs> we speaking could roll about out a red carpet. We, we were talking about West Virginia values, CJ, and I'm I identify as a Stoic. I read Stoic philosophy. I think it's tremendously helpful for your day-to-day life. And there's something in Stoicism, there's four virtues, wisdom, courage, temperance, and justice. So, and it's kind of like the core pillars of Stoic philosophy all kind of branch off from that and help you internalize life and live a, you know, dutiful life. But I think West Virginia, it's almost like, and I was just thinking like, what if we came up with like... Not like a code to live by, but something like West Virginia inspired, Hmm. like something to like that describes us as a culture and as a people. And it's almost like something to live by, like a credence to live by. Right. Like resilience would be an easy one. Appalachian culture, people hardworking and stuff. But like what if then it's just like then you could just like, you know, are you living by the West Virginia values? It almost could like ground us in the ways that we like interact and lead and you know, be members of our community. And, you know, people might make fun of that, whatever. It's kind of Boy Scouty. But it's like, you know, but I think there's, like, practical applications of living a life that are, like, principle-based and, you know, Mountaineers go first. Yeah, like, those are, (laughs) like, slogans are things for a reason, you know. Because they inspire, they capture the message. So it's like, you know, just an idea that I was just having there. Humility, resiliency, leadership. 
I mean, I think those are quick things. We could maybe we'll stew on it, but I was just wanted to throw that out there. Maybe people listening want to submit what you think possibly are good. Yeah. Overarching words or yeah. maybe short saying. You know, it could be two words. You know, community yeah, yeah, focus yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. But what's like a, that. what what's it mean to be West Virginian? What's it mean to be a West? Virginian? And then how do you apply them in your life? Okay, yes. I'm a community focused person. That means I show up to the town hall discussion on X Y Z. That means I vote in my local elections. That means I I care about not throwing my Wendy's bag on the side of the road. Yeah, littering. Like, yeah, no, you're right. You you're know? right. And being involved in your community. And yeah, you're right. And in kind of going back to a discussion we already had about this during this podcast of like. Everybody likes to, if you're from West Virginia and take pride being a West Virginian, you want to give back to your community a little bit. And that is one of probably the pillars of being a mountaineer. It's like giving mm-hmm. back of some sort. It could be etched in a different way, but It'd be I a way agree. to like check yourself. Yeah. It'd be a way to like, am I living up to what I'm yeah. on paper proud yeah. of? Do I, do I, am I carrying out those actions yeah. in my day to day life? Yeah. Cause that's kind of what we tried to do with like the do something good campaign and <laughs> You know, we planted. Well, that, we that, planted four trees, and there are fifty-five. Yeah, plants. I know, I know, I know. But trees are expensive, guys. Fuck, I mean, those things. Well, then we like, discovered three of the four trees were ripped out of the ground. Someone, yeah, who sabotaged our trees? I man? don't know, but there was one still growing. Which one? Capital. The one we, in Kanawha County at Capital. We High don't School. know the Boone County Courthouse. We don't know that. Could no, be that's there. true. That one, that that probably that's is still probably growing because that, that was that would out be absurd there. for somebody. That to find. was out there, but the one at Winfield. In Winfield, which one? Winfield, Red House. Yeah. Remember, we climbed. It was oh. like straight vertical trail oh, yeah. up to the top. It's a beautiful spot. view. Yeah, it's a good oh, spot, yeah. I mean, what's that called? Is that's that like a great a... spot to like make out or like <laughs> make ha- have sex with somebody like <laughs> up on the rock there. I mean, that's a little like, lookout spot. It's like Red House Rock. It's called Red House Rock, and it's on all trails. The app, all trails. Oh, it's on all trails. Yeah, it's it's there. But then, the, what was the other one? It was um, in Lincoln County. On uh, one of the trails at the, um, the new, isn't it like the new wildlife yeah, exhibit yes, thing? Yes, and somebody ripped it out of there too. So, damn. Anyway, yeah. Well, we were getting a lot of flack. It wasn't. Yeah. I, I thought we did our research. It was like an. It, it was, was a, a, horm- it it was was a an, harmless tree. It was a non-invasive tree. Yeah, it we really was. Like, it, it had western in its title, but it was a non-invasive tree. It would have grown. It was a deciduous tree. It would yeah. have grown. We like, looked that up, and people would have looked like a pine. Though. You wouldn't have even noticed. It wouldn't have been an issue anyway. But that did introduce us to Joe Justice because he and his kids were the first to oh, use yeah. the hashtag. Do something. Do something good. WV. Yes. And then here we are with this, probably this lifelong partnership with Joe Justice. And so anyway, that did work for, especially one person in particular. So which is true. So yeah. So the the point is, we say things. We want to live by them. We want you to. We want to live by them. We want you to live by them. And if you do that. We think you'll make West Virginia a better place. I agree. Um, one of the companies that is investing back into West Virginia in a major way is our title sponsor, and that's Mr. B. Chips. Marianne Kettleson, she's rock star, uh, philanthropist, CEO. She runs Mr. B. Chips, the only potato ship made in West Virginia. Recently, uh, CJ, you were down at Bridge Day. At Bridge Day, they revealed a new uh, bag promoting the New River Gorge region, and which of course, which thank God didn't burn down, which would have been miserable if our I know, if the, our the forest fire we finally bad. get a national yeah. park and the goddamn burns down been awful. Yeah, but there was there was a bad. I think it's done, right? It's, it's out. Yeah, Wayne County, Fayette County. There was something else, not Logan County, somewhere somewhere in Canal State Forest was Canal State Forest. Was yes, on fire. exactly. I mean, there were three 
major forest fires going on. Not that I mean, we which you don't see in West Virginia. Maybe I'm ignorant often. to it, but not that often. No, where it's like no. And you know, I think they even said the acres. one in Wayne, not Fayette County or Kanawha County, but the one in Wayne. I think they said was like arson. I think they were saying something about like wow. somebody started that. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, crazy. But the one in Kanawha County, which was crazy, because if you live in Kanawha County, you know that Kanawha State Forest is very close to like several suburban communities and like we were laughing not not you and i but i was laughing with a couple of buddies about if the fire kept going like people in south hills it was gonna look like los angeles you know like hollywood you know like people in in their backyard could see fire it was like and people living in south hills could see fire and could all stay forced thankfully none of that happened it was totally avoided and a good chunk of rain has come through over the yeah. last couple of weeks and, and really doused all those fires on top of just local service control. Uh, all the shout out to all the firefighters and first responders, EMS. I saw General Crane, who we've had on the podcast. Was Actually, like, I saw him too, not too long ago. To, like a big old helicopter to drop a bunch of water on Yes. There. Yeah. So yeah. That's no, pretty he's neat. He's awesome. Pretty neat that we just have all these people that we've like known. They're just out there. Yeah, we have had a, a two star general on the podcast. It's pretty cool. The um, leader of the National Guard. But they're, yeah, anyway, the point is, Mr. B potato <laughs> Mr. Chip, they do have this bag with the New River Gorge Bridge on it, which, which is, is sweet. sick. Yeah, it's sick. Sweet bag. Um, support them. Find them. I think they're expanding slowly and slowly into all regions of the state. I know they're at, usually they're at like your local grocery store. I know the, if you're, if you know what I'm talking about, the Bigly, Piggly Wiggly, Bigly <laughs> Avenue, the Bigly Wiggly Wiggly <laughs> is where I usually retrieve my Mr. B chips. That's where I That's find That's how you them. know we're not from Morgantown, Gaxki. Yeah. If I know <laughs> the new ones, the Bigly, Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, yeah. That's and Charleston. The, and the Giovanni's yeah. Pizza right yeah. there. Like, don't tell me that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Get out of um, here. Which here's one thing too. I just been thinking about this. Who was I talking this to? Elkview needs a Chick-fil-A. Would it not crush on yeah. that interstate at the yeah. at the big chimney as, on the exit headed to Morgantown? Yeah, it would. Would that not be because it would no, service the interstate? And like they had, like in a coffee shop up there. Like it could support a co- like if you're an entrepreneur, if you want to think, I mean maybe Chick-fil-A it's very hard to get a franchise, but like I think there's no that I'm aware of local kind of coffee shop vibe up in Elkview, but there's Everybody drinks coffee, and there's you know there's tens of thousands, if not hundred thousand, between like Pinch and Elkview and all that area. Like a cool, like there are you know Mia Cup in Charleston, Taylor Books of course downtown. But like I think the Elkview community, they're getting breweries up there in Clendenin. They're they're investing into the river with the kayaking stuff along the Elk River. Like I think it's high time that somebody takes that like boutique style coffee shop up to the Elk River. Yeah. I mean Elk River coffee make it a little bit gritty and like kind of you know of the area i think would be crushed but i also think i just want chick-fil-a because i think that'd be sweet um chick-fil-a has like very tough standards like i, I so saw something franchise that it. you know most of the time if you franchise a location or want to franchise like a, a location that's not built yet not like an already standing model that you have to pay for a certain an x percentage of the building costs and then like a percentage to franchise that out chick-fil-a on the other hand you don't have to pay for anything for the building cost, but the standards of getting Chick-fil-A to say yes to your location impossible. Astronomical. Harder to get into <laughs> harder to get a Chick-fil-A built than to get into Harvard. Dang. You know, like it's it's like a minor small percentage, single digit percentage that they build Chick-fil-A's in. Or so I mean, anyway, it's very hard. It's very, very hard. They, they run a tight ship. Oh, no, I, I completely agree. I guess they don't want to overexpand. So 
Anyway, Cooper, anything else before we go? No, I mean, as as we'll progress throughout the year, you're going to hear a lot of our partners with the upcoming Almost Seven Classic. You're going to learn a lot about these small businesses that we're very fortunate to work with and that they're believing in us and they're sponsoring different elements of the Almost Seven Classic. So we'll story tell about that. Um, we do just give a, another shout out to Star USA, Federal Credit Union, um, and really just every West Virginia business, it means so much that you guys support us when we do these partnerships. And that's what we've kind of built our framework around is that we want to be small business champions. So shop local, be nice to your neighbor, you know, get outside, you know, get off social media, even though we're a social media company, take a break sometimes from social media, Absolutely. go shake your neighbor's hand, go out, spend money in your local community and, you know, enjoy yourself while you're here. Um, so hundred episodes, officially but Congrats. 105 episodes yeah um we'll Good keep enough. we'll keep rolling guys we don't i think this i'm pretty sure this is like a lifelong pursuit so i don't think you guys can get rid of us um <laughs> whether you we'll like a, it or not <laughs> like, this is the like 1400th episode yeah. <laughs> we'll get there that's joe rogan man yeah that's where he's at 1400 episodes at this pace would be we've done well, two and a half years two and a half years to do a hundred so that's another would be that's like 14 times two and a half so nearly 30 i mean 30 plus years third what 30 years it would take us 14 to if we've done 100 episodes in two and a half years to get to 1400 oh, episodes yeah, right, that would be 14 times 2.5 35 years damn well maybe we'll never get to that <laughs> i'll be like fucking i'd be damn i'd be damn near oh, 80 I years mean, old like, no, no, 35. We'll be 65. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll be like 63 or 64. Okay. Well, we maybe, might maybe. Not, we might not be doing it for 1,400 <laughs> episodes, but <laughs> no promises. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. S- sign up for the newsletter. Mountaineermedia.org is the home base for everything. All the small business deals. Support them. And thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. I got to really pee. I have been holding that in for a while. Your legs have been shaking. <laughs> for everybody that's watched the video knows that I've had to pee for the last 25 minutes. So we could have paused it. Yeah, thanks. Goodbye.